Welcome to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast presented by Fishhawk Electronics. If you're looking for news, tips, and stories about fishing the Great Lakes, you've come to the right place. And now your host, Chris Larson. Welcome to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast. We're at the Greater Niagara Fishing and Outdoor Expo, and I'm with Rob Orem now, and we're going to talk some Lake Erie walleye stuff. And Rob, one of the things that you really like to do is pull worms when, yes. you, when you're fishing Lake Erie. Can yes. you tell us just a little bit about how you do what you do and, and what's your setup looking like? Um, I prefer to pull inline weights and um, spinners and, and worms, um, especially earlier in the year till the, the middle of July. So you're looking for a certain water temperature though. What's that water temperature when, when you feel like now's the time we can start pulling worms? 50 degrees. 50 degrees and you're getting your worm stuff out. Um, what are the advantages of, of doing that and why do you think worms work so well? I think the worms really work good in Lake Erie is uh, the walleyes eat eels and it's a worm looks identical to an eel. Um, it's my theory. Mm -hmm. um, there's like four different species of eels in the lake and there's millions of them. I, I didn't know how else to explain why a walleye in Lake Erie loves a worm. <laughs> so that's my explanation, whether I'm right or wrong. I like, I like pulling inline weights and the spinners um, because it's easy. Uh, you can take someone out and um, who, who doesn't fish a lot or, or doesn't fish at all Usually by the end of the day, they uh, they have a good uh, grasp of the concept, and and they'll be putting the worms on and 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 putting uh, the spinners out and putting the boards on, and I just think it's a it's a simple, effective method of, of catching a lot of fish. Yeah, and right now Lake Erie is is kind of the place to be. What is the Lake Erie walleye fishery like right now? The best it's ever been, best that I've ever known. It's, you know, to me, 18 fish, you should have 18 fish on and within two hours. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you don't have to keep them, but right. I'd say that's a pretty good expectation. And it's not just numbers, the size there is, is there right now too. No, that's the, that's the thing. There's a, a bunch of different classes. Um, this past year, we didn't catch many fish that were not legal 15 inches here. Most of the fish were, I'd say 18 to 20 inch average this year. I mean, fat, beautiful looking, healthy fish. Um, and I don't, I don't think you can go anywhere in the country and catch the amount of fish with the quality of fish that we have right now in Lake Erie. So you're looking for that 50 degree weather before you start breaking out your worm harnesses. What are you doing when the when the water is colder than that? Uh, when it's colder, well, here in New York, we have a season compared to like going to the Western Basin where their their uh, seasons open all year round. So we've got to wait till uh, May 1st to start walleye fishing, and by then the water's close to 50 degrees here or is 50 degrees so you know i can start using worms usually right when the season opens um what i found is to fish during the day and catch the fish 
I have a lot of success with running the spinners and the worms um, high up in a water column and slow. Mm-hmm. Where um, typically in this part of the lake in the spring, um, a lot of guys do the nitro one, you know, and uh, they pull the Rapalas and, and the Smithwicks at night, you know, in shallow, and, and they do really good too. Yeah. Do you like pulling those worms and you say slow? What kind of speeds are you running? Uh, one uh, to one four, I would say. Anywhere in in there, your worm is the the program's effective. Mm-hmm. What kind of depths are we fishing in, and how deep are you running your baits? Uh, this end of the lake is you know is the is the deeper end. So typically, we're in forty to fifty feet of water, mm-hmm. and uh, I normally target. Uh, I'll say 15 to 20 feet down in a water column. So you're not fishing real deep. You're fishing over uh, pretty high over some suspended fish. And where are those fish running? The fish will be staged um, 20 to 35 feet down. And um, what I found with the worm program is, is the walleyes like the worm to be up above them. Mm -hmm. Like they feed up. So I try to target putting that worm six to 10 feet above them. Okay. Um, so that's why, that's why even in 50 feet of water, you know, I'm still running my bait, you know, 15 to 18 feet down. And, and what, what happens is on your graph, you're not marking a lot of fish. You'll mark the fish that are down a little bit more, mm-hmm. but the fish that are up, you're not marking. So you're thinking that there's not a lot of fish out there or that there's any fish out there according to your electronics. But uh, that's because the fish are just higher up in the water column. Sure. And you build your own worm harness. Can you tell me about uh, how you're building your worm harnesses? Yeah, I've, I make them all the same. Uh, I've gone to 20 pound test fluorocarbon. Um, I prefer Seaguar. I use number two fast grip hooks and I use uh, six millimeter beads and um, a number five Colorado blade. And uh, what I usually do is six or seven beads, and then I put my clevis and my and my blade on. Why the Colorado blade? It spins, I like the deep cup ones. Um, you can go slower, a little bit slower with them and still get a good spin on it. Been the most effective for me, the number five. So that's like my, my go-to, and, and I use it all, all year round here. And why do you choose the hook that you're using? I use a smaller hook and it's a little bit thinner hook um, because of the slower speeds and the walleyes have a bony toothy mouth is uh, you want a hook that will will get in far enough to keep that fish on when you reel them in. Mm -hmm. And it seems like the smaller hooks are more forgiving. Treble hooks? I don't use the treble hooks. Um, I don't like them, uh, one, because you get the treble hook stuck in a net and you get them stuck in your finger. They're just, it, it just makes it, things more difficult uh, using the treble hooks after you catch the fish. Mm-hmm. I, do, I don't see where they catch any more fish than, than just a single number two hook. So I, I just don't use them. What are you using for a line? I use 20 pound braid and then um, 
my worm harnesses are all four four to five feet long and um i put a barrel on them so i can just clip them on mm -hmm. so i have my braid to my inline weight to my uh uh, leader for my spinner. What type of headlines are you using? I have some uh, That are like shaped like a fish. There's a couple different guys out there making them now But I I also have a whole box of the Eagle Claws mm -hmm. and it's just a, a Cylinder piece of lead um, you can get them one two three and four ounce and they have molded in a swivel so that it doesn't twist your line up and I don't there's no difference between using that or, or a fish weight and for guys who haven't done this before how do they kind of figure out the depths they're running in and as far as what weight to use how much line is set out how do you set up those rigs like that um, the first thing I would tell the guys is to put the same amount of line on your reels so that they're all they're all the same the second thing would be to start off the day with your lighter weights, say a one ounce, and put them 20 feet back, 30 feet back, 40 feet back until until you catch something, until you catch a fish. And then, uh, you know, you can get an idea of where they're in the water column without getting, without making it too sophisticated. Mm -hmm. So you're not using lead core or anything like that? No, uh, it, that program, no. It's just an inline weight program. It's it's simple. You can you can leave the weight on when you reel the fish in. So when you're taking people out for the first time, they they don't have to do anything but but reel the fish in. Yeah, very simple, very easy, easy to pull off. How do you set your setups though? So when you're setting up your gear, how do you got your rods set up? How many rods are you setting out? I normally don't fish more than six rods um unless it's a tournament i'll run two or three boards off each side and then then maybe a a couple just off the corner of the boat mm -hmm. um and i just try to keep it simple so that way got less tangles and uh, you know like we said in the beginning the the population is is so good in lake erie that you don't need to run a ton of rods to, to, to catch your limit of fish. Sure, but when things get tough, what do you do in those situations? When things get tough, either the fish are higher up in the water column, so you actually gotta put stuff up higher. Sometimes you gotta slow down, sometimes you gotta speed up just to, to trigger, uh, trigger a strike. But uh, a lot of times, um, I'll just I'll just pick up and and move to a different area, mm -hmm. and uh and, you know and start the process all over again. Um, there's enough fish in the lake that you know if you do have some fish and they and they kind of did turn off for a little bit, there's going to be another another pot of fish that that want to eat. Sure. There's something I haven't asked you about how you're running your worms. Uh, besides the speed, I keep my worms uh, in a straight line. So they're they're like a snake. Mm -hmm. Usually, put the the front hook through the head, and then the back hook. You don't want to you don't want to stretch out the worm too much, and then hook it because what happens is is the worm will shrink back up, and then it'll it'll curl and twist when it's going through the water. So what I usually do is put the second hook by the heart. And, you know, even though there there's a there'll be a, a little bend in your in your leader from your first hook to your second hook, 
But when that worm stretches out in the water, he's gonna he's gonna straighten that up. Cool. That would be uh, you know uh, something that I try try to do is keep that worm straight. That's an awesome tip, Rob. Thanks, man. If anybody wants to learn more about you or find information about you, where can they find you? Um, I fish all the tournaments on the Eastern End. Um, my fishing team is um, is Icon Fishing. My partner usually takes care of the the stuff online. Sure. You know, and, and uh, I've I've been lucky to get asked to come back to this Niagara Falls Fishing Expo show, and uh, and give some seminars and. You can take the trip to Niagara Falls and, and, and come see me. Yeah, it's been pretty cool. I've been to a couple of your seminars today and uh, packed houses for both of them. So people are interested in what you have to say and seem to be really enjoying what you're talking about. Uh, that's good. I I, I love fishing. Um, and, and I love watching you catch a fish. So if I can help, if I can help people, especially getting into the sport, because we need we need more younger anglers in the sport. You know, if I can do anything to to help you catch fish or, or them catch fish, uh, you know, I'm I'm gonna tell you all the little tricks and and it's taken a lot of time to kind of like get things narrowed down to try to keep it simple and fun. And uh, you know, if I can if I can help speed up that process, you know, I, I think I think it's great. Awesome, thanks, Rob. Thanks so very much for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast presented by Fishhawk Electronics. For more information on fishing the Great Lakes, visit our blog at fishhawkelectronics.com.